Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lima, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 166 of Confidence from Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And before we start today's episode, I would love to ask for 30 seconds of your time. If you can, leave us a review or and or follow the show. And if you're wanting to follow the show on Spotify, it's just below the show name. And I believe on Apple Podcasts would be the little plus or follow sign at the top right corner. And that really helps our show be found. And or if you could share your favorite episode with someone else that could benefit, that would not only mean the world to us, but it would also help someone else. All right, back to today's topic. I want to share with you today my specific mini process for negotiating with my mind. And this is super helpful when you're talking about cravings or even with procrastination, believe it or not, that anytime that there is a little bit of this conflict between what your mind wants to do or not do versus what you know is going to be productive to get you closer to your goals. So for example, if you're craving sweets and you know that by eating sugar, it's going to derail your weight release progress. Or if you're wanting to go to the gym and you're really struggling to get you know up and going and you feel there's this procrastination happening, those are the types of scenarios that this is going to be very helpful. But of course, you can use this in any area of life that your mind is sort of like getting in the way. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to share with you, and that is very much what I tell my clients and how we talk about this topic, I like to almost like personify the mind. And for me, it's almost like this voice in the mind that talks to me. And for me, this is very helpful because the moment I see it as a separate entity, it means one, it's not myself. It is something I observe. What that does is one, it separates the two. So it it gives me this feeling that I have a lot more self-governance and control of my decisions because I am not subjective to all of my mind's (laughs) crazy ideas that, believe me, my mind is very creative at times. But also, it allows me to feel the separation between myself and the mind feels that I can actually negotiate with it and get to potentially resolutions of things that I want to accomplish or potentially not do that my mind is maybe, you know, trying to get me in that direction. So in my case, in my client's case, we call it the purple minion. So if you watch the show, the minions, the purple minions are the ones that go from, you know, the cute, cuddly white minions that love, you know, bananas, <laughs> and they become the purple ones with the crazy hair and they go completely crazy and it needs the jello shot to calm them down. That's very much basically the image in my head of what my, you know, mind looks like when it's a little bit, you know, out of control. With that said, What I like to, the way I like to sort of frame this is that we have this purple minion voice that's going to be talking to us constantly. So the goal is not to stop the purple minion from talking to you. It's not possible. 
And number two, it's not to, you know, push it away and suppress it. So, you know, we try to just not listen to it at, at all times, because I think both of those are going to be futile efforts and it's not going to be productive <laughs> in the big picture. My goal and what I teach my clients is to, one, see yourself as separate. So you're not to blame for the ideas <laughs> of the purple minion but also gain enough self-governance that we can keep the voice at bay, listen to it at times, talk back and negotiate without being this entity that we're fighting constantly, which I know is the case for so many women, especially if you're in the midst of cravings or you know, trying to hang on to a diet that's not working for you and so on. There are a lot of different benefits for having a healthy relationship with this voice in your head. And there's, of course, wisdom that can come from it. There's benefits. It is also there to protect you and keep you safe. So um, anytime that we label something as good or bad, like we're probably incorrect. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want you to label that voice in your mind, even if it's telling you to do things that are maybe not, you know, very supportive. It is trying to accomplish something. It's trying to keep you safe. So I, I prefer to honor it, but still not necessarily listen to it at all times. Hopefully this makes sense. The second thing, so the first part is the separation, right? Of seeing it and if the purple minion imagery doesn't work for you, maybe see it as something else, like something else that you could dress up the little voice so it's like more tangible. The second step of it is in order to negotiate, you actually have to know what you want, right? So I'll give an example. Say that you have a child, whether or not you're a mother, but say you have a child in front of you and you're trying to negotiate with this child for not eating ice cream before dinner, okay? Let's just say that's the scenario. If you tell this child that, you know, we can't have ice cream before dinner, however, as soon as dinner finishes, you're gonna have ice cream, for example. That child may be a lot more willing to listen to you than if you say to the child, the reason why he or she can't have ice cream is because when they are 20 years older and they're going to have blood sugar issues and the nutritional value, blah, blah, blah. If you give a reason that has no actual meaning to the person that you're negotiating with, it's going to be so much more difficult for the person to accept your terms of negotiation because it's not meaningful to them. Speaking to a child like about something that may happen 20 years in the future it doesn't make any context or sense, but if you're talking more in immediate terms or you're negotiating, if you don't get ice cream, uh, you get to go to your favorite park or whatever it is, the trade-off you're given that's tangible within that child's value structure, their inner priorities at that moment, your chances of successfully <laughs> negotiating are higher. The same goes for your mind. So for myself, for example, when I was initially negotiated with my mind in the process of releasing alcohol from my life, if I had negotiated with reasons such as, you know, it would be healthier in the future and all those beautiful things that, yeah, they're all true, but they were not the, the real deep meaning in my heart of why I still craved the alcohol and the social experiences, it would not have worked. So that is the next point. For you to be able to negotiate whatever it is that you want to accomplish, you have to be clear on what is meaningful to you. And on the other hand, when I catch myself procrastinating, the number one thing that I do, and this happens, for example, say there is something that I'm a little worried about or scared about down the line, let's say on a Wednesday, say this is Monday, 
And there's something that I know is scary or difficult that's on my calendar coming up and it's making me uncomfortable. There's a high chance that by Monday, my mind is going to, my mind is going to start to overreact <laughs> to the little things. So now with the awareness that I have, anytime that I feel, oh, I'm procrastinating here or I'm getting a little snacky, I'm a little cranky, what is going on? I pause and I take an assessment of what is to come as well as what I'm in the process of experiencing in my life. And I start to identify, okay, these specific things, either scenarios, tasks, events, whatever it is, uh, things in my calendar are making me uncomfortable. Therefore, my purple minion is overreacting <laughs> in preparation for that event. Or my purple minion does not want to do X, Y, and Z. Therefore, it isn't full procrastination mode because it knows that by the moment I open this door, then I have to do X, Y, and Z. And what I'm saying here is that instead of waiting for something to happen and you react into it, I'm talking about developing a little bit of this pre-awareness. So when you start to feel that you're avoiding something or you're craving something, either side of the spectrum, when you feel that there is a force that's a little bit outside of your comfort zone taking control, pause and assess and say, what specifically am I trying to avoid and suppress? Or what specifically am I trying to seek and gain from what's to come? And once you start doing this on a more regular basis, then you don't have to deal with five things, five or 10 things at a time, hopefully it'd be one or two things at a time. As you identify what those things are, then the final step is this negotiation uh, process with your mind. So what I do is that I'll say, okay, if this is what I identify as the reason why I'm uncomfortable, scared, or wanting to <laughs> run away from, therefore procrastinating towards that task, I understand what specifically is making me feel this way. Is it another person? Is it a situation? Is it feeling vulnerable? What it is? And then I decide, is it still worth doing? And if yes, I negotiated my mind. I put in place mechanisms to make me feel better. I put in place, you know, guidelines of how I will react to different scenarios. Like I really just map it out what that journey will look like. So I'll give a specific example. Let's just say that I'm going through my life and I have a craving for something. Let's just say I have a craving for popcorn and I'm trying to you know, eat less carbs or less greens, whatever it is. And I know that that craving is coming because I have a big project the next day that I'm a little stressed about and I'm just like craving comfort in some way, right? Option one is to not eat it, avoid it, and be really harsh on myself <laughs> and potentially even cave a little on and go buy the popcorn. Option two is what I'm talking to you about, that I stop first of all, it's like, okay, what is triggering this? Like, what is the reason behind this craving that I wouldn't have on a normal time or on a normal uh, day? Okay, identify the reason. It's like, okay, what about this event that I'm a little uncomfortable with that I'm fearful of? Oh, this person will be there or this is going to be outside of my comfort zone. So I assess the situation and I get very clear. Then I do the value benefit analysis, like, is it too worth doing it? And a lot of the times the answer is yes. <laughs> so then negotiations come. It's like, okay, if I don't need this popcorn and I allow myself to feel my emotions, what does that look like? Okay. If I eat the popcorn and I suppress my emotions, what does that look like? And I start playing the different scenarios and becoming very clear. And if I decide to not eat a popcorn, which is the ideal case scenario in this context, I'm so aware of what the value is of doing or not doing that action, 
What is the role the popcorn is doing? What am I actually afraid of and trying to avoid that the decision to not do so and maybe go have a glass of water, a glass of sparkling water, take a few deep breaths, go for a walk, whatever I do instead just to move that through me becomes a lot more doable and attainable because it is intentional. It is consciously done and decided rather than reactive without actually understanding what is looking, what is happening. So it's very much you're dissecting <laughs> your situation emotionally and looking at the players, the components, but very much the intention here is to see what are you trying to gain? What are you trying to suppress or avoid? And once that is clear, once you shed light into it, everything starts to sort of fall into place because then your purple minion is not just running the show, it is actually a partner in the decision-making so that you together with your purple minion mind can decide how to act and what is best. And in some cases, you can even have a little bit of a compromise and say, okay, we're going to do this instead or that instead. That's too, you know, a little treat or whatever, like a transition treat to maybe something a little healthier just to help you with that specific situation without feeling like you're losing control and derailing your progress. And at the same time, not feeling like you're just procrastinating and then labeling yourself as a procrastinator or whatever other crazy labels that we hear and learn and sometimes use on ourselves, even though it's absolutely not true. So hopefully this is helpful. Some of these examples, but the, the takeaway message here is that you're not your mind. You're the one that observes it. Therefore, you can negotiate with it if you actually uncover what is going on. And the more you practice this on a daily basis, as situations arise at least a few times per week, then you can go case by case as opposed to having a collection of things making you uncomfortable. It's a lot harder to dissect like a big, kind of like convoluted mess of emotions and a lot easier if you go, you know, from time to time, but you got to start somewhere. And if you need any help with this type of work, it's something that we love to do in the weight release shift community. So if you have any questions on how to do this type of work, or you want to talk to our team to see if we can help you in your weight release goals, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash apply, and we'll be more than happy to speak with you. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous, and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.